Hey there, I'm Lizzie Wilson, and it's great to be back jumping into another episode of the Public Health Report. For our 22nd episode, we're covering the controversial new practice guidelines for childhood obesity. The CDC reported that the obesity prevalence for children and adolescents aged 2 to 19 was nearly 20% from 2017 to 2020. And a predictive epidemiological study out of the New England Journal of Medicine found that the estimated risk for adult obesity at age 35 for this population could be as high as 57%. If that sounds like a serious cause for concern, that's because it is. Undoubtedly, childhood obesity is a leading public health challenge. But what exactly is obesity and what are the health risks associated with it? We invite you to join us from June 1st to the 3rd for the Public Health Informatics and Technology Conference, also known as FIAT, P-H-I-A-T, taking place June 1st through the 3rd, online and also in person on June 3rd, covering a range of academic and public health organizational topics are relevant, including EHR, surveillance, machine learning, AI, data visualization, public health IT policy and governance, cybersecurity, and more. Our website is at phiatconference.com. Obesity is a chronic disease that can generally be determined by using the Body Mass Index, or BMI, as a screening tool, which is calculated as body weight in kilograms divided by the square of height in meters. Because children are growing and developing, doctors use BMI percentiles to assess the growth of a child in relation to other children of the same age and sex. Based on that percentile, a child's weight can be classified as underweight, or below the 5th percentile, healthy weight, which is 5th to uh, 85th percentile, overweight, which is 85th to 95th percentile, obesity, which is 95th percentile or greater, or severe obesity. In addition to food, sleep, activity level, social determinants of health, and other environmental factors, genetics can play a role in the development of obesity. The American Academy of Pediatrics, or AAP, reports that obesity increases the risk of other chronic diseases, including hypertension, type 2 childhood diabetes, and chronic joint pain. Plus, Obesity is associated with poor mental health outcomes, social isolation, and low self-esteem driven by weight stigma and bullying. With this background in mind, the AAP developed clinical practice guidelines for childhood obesity, which were released in January of this year. Primarily, they recommend intensive health behavior uh, and lifestyle therapy, including exercise and behavioral therapy changes with um, including parents in this process and nutrition coaching for at least 26 hours in person. Additionally, the AAP advises healthcare providers to offer weight loss medication to children with obesity aged 12 and older and to consider bariatric surgery for children 13 and older with severe obesity. The rationale for the guidance is that Because overweight and obesity in childhood predicts obesity and related health complications in adulthood, we should take a lifestyle course approach to treatment starting aggressively in early childhood. These are very serious steps, and yet childhood obesity is a serious problem. So where does the controversy lie? 
Well, there are many, many controversies that have come up since they released these guidelines, but I'll briefly touch on a few of them. First, as I mentioned earlier, social determinants of health play a role in the development of childhood obesity, and structural racism puts BIPOC children at a heightened risk of experiencing obesity. Kate Bauer, who is an associate professor of nutritional sciences at the University of Michigan School of Public Health, points out that social safety nets in this country just act as a band-aid. For example, when food insecurity is identified by providers, they may help patients gain access to food assistance services. However, they do not address the underlying issue that low SES families, particularly BIPOC families, frequently aren't paid a living wage and food stamps are insufficient to meet their monthly grocery needs. And here's the thing. These treatment guidelines from the AAP are often not covered by insurance, and they require extensive time commitments from parents and their children, meaning that low SES families will not have the same kind of access to care as high-income families. Second, eating disorders. To reduce weight stigma, the AAP advises healthcare providers to ask permission before discussing weight and or BMI, using person-first language, and using culturally appropriate neutral language. However, the focus of the AAP's guidelines is on lowering BMI rather than improving health and mental health, and certified eating disorder specialist Dr. Kim Dennis says that Classifying children with chronic disease at a young age could further stigmatize and increase the risk of disordered eating habits. And according to a meta-analysis published this year by Dr. Jose Francisco Lopez-Gil, one in five children already display disordered eating habits. And these numbers are even larger for those with higher BMIs. Some eating disorder specialists believe that obesity should not even be classified as a chronic disease because it focuses on weight rather than health. And indeed, it is possible for uh, children with obesity to be metabolically healthy. Instead, these eating disorder specialists advise doctors to get improved education on eating disorders and to focus on treating specific health issues rather than weight or weight loss. Third, Dr. Bauer again points out that it would be naive to think that these guidelines would eliminate stigmatizing weight-based beliefs in children, their parents, or their practitioners. Care will be stigmatized for children with obesity, which again can cause a lot of harm. Instead of focusing on medications or surgeries, which may have long-lasting and honestly unknown health implications, Dr. Bauer recommends channeling attention towards improving children's mental health and making exercise fun, reducing screen time when it makes us feel bad, and becoming more in tune with our bodies when we eat or when we're hungry. After researching childhood obesity, one thing is obvious. Childhood obesity is very complex, nuanced, and it's a sensitive issue. And it's unclear whether the AAP's childhood obesity guidelines hit the mark. But what do you think? That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode can help inform your opinion of the American Academy of Pediatrics' new childhood obesity guidelines. Tune in next week to hear what else is going on in the world of public health. You can follow our podcast and like this episode wherever you're listening from. And please visit us at publichealthpodcasters.com where you can build connections with other public health professionals through our career network membership. 
as well as access our other official PHPN pods. I'm Lizzie Wilson. Thanks again for listening.